for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Welcome to Living Life. Yesterday, we read that Israel was fighting against the remaining Canaanites in the Promised Land. God said to the tribe of Judah, Now is the time to conquer the rest of the land. It is your turn, Judah. Go and conquer the Promised Land. I will give it to you. So the tribe of Judah asked the tribe of Simeon because they were brother tribes. Judah and Simeon had the same mother, right? Leah. They fought against Adonai Bezek and conquered Jerusalem. And later on, they took the Negev and Hebron and so on. Moreover, in the tribe of Judah, there is a renowned man of faith who is called, yes, Caleb. Caleb encouraged the next generation, his nephew Othniel, to hold on to God's promise and conquer Kiriat Sefer, the tribe of Judah, had a good start to conquer the promised land and pass down their faith to their next generation because they trusted God. Today, we are going to see how other tribes take possession of the rest of the promised land. Let's read the passage for today. Judges chapter 1, verses 22 through 36. Now the tribes of Joseph attacked Bethel, and the Lord was with them. When they sent men to spy out Bethel, formerly called Luz, the spies saw a man coming out of the city, and they said to him, Show us how to get into the city, and we will see that you are treated well. So he showed them, and they put the city to the sword, but spared the man and his whole family. He then went to the land of the Hittites, where he built a city and called it Luz, which is its name to this day. But Manasseh did not drive out the people of Bethshan, or Tanakh, or Dor, or Ebleum, or Megiddo, and their surrounding settlements, for the Canaanites were determined to live in that land. When Israel became strong, they pressed the Canaanites into forced labor, but never drove them out completely. Nor did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites living in Gezer, but the Canaanites continued to live there among them. Neither did Zebulun drive out the Canaanites living in Kitron or Naholo, so these Canaanites lived among them, but Zebulun did subject them to forced labor. Nor did Asher drive out those living in Akko, or Sidon, or Alab, or Agzip, or Helba, or Apek, or Rehob. The Asherites lived among the Canaanite inhabitants of the land because they did not drive them out. Neither did Naphtalite drive out those living in Beth Shemesh or Beth Anath. But the Naphtalites too lived among the Canaanite inhabitants of the land, and those living in Beth Shemesh and Beth Anath became forced laborers for them. The Amorites confined the Danites to the hill country, not allowing them to come down into the plain. And the Amorites were determined also to hold out in Mount Harris, Ajalon, and Shalbim. But when the power of the tribes of Joseph increased, they too were pressed into forced labor. 
The boundary of the Amorites was from Scorpion Pass to Salah and beyond. Welcome back to Living Life. We know the 12 spies who saw the Promised Land and came back to Moses. Amongst 12, only two men kept their faith in God and said, God has given us the Promised Land. Let's get it. They are Caleb and Joshua. Caleb is a representative of the tribe of Judah. That's the reason why we saw the conquest of Caleb and the tribe of Judah yesterday. And Joshua is a representative of the tribes of Joseph, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Therefore, today we will see the conquest of the tribes of Joseph. So let's get started with verse 22. Now the tribes of Joseph attacked Bethel, and the Lord was with them. The tribes of Joseph are the tribe of Ephraim and the half-tribe of Manasseh, who cross over the Jordan and enter into Promised Land. The other tribe of Manasseh remain on the other side of Jordan River, along with the tribes of Reuben and Gad. So the tribe of Ephraim and the half-tribe of Manasseh attacked the city of Bethel. The Bible said the Lord was with them. It was a good start, like the tribe of Judah yesterday. In fact, they had to recapture Bethel because Joshua already conquered the city of Bethel as he killed the king of Bethel in Joshua chapter 12, verse 16. Let's continue to read verses 23 through 25. When they sent men to spy out Bethel, formerly called Luz, the spies saw a man coming out of the city, and they said to him, Show us how to get into the city and we will see that you are treated well. So he shown them, and they put the city to the sword and spared the man and his whole family. So the tribe of, uh, tribes of Joseph uh, sent spies to Bethel. There they found a man coming out of the city, so they made a deal with him. If you help us out to enter the city, then we will not kill you nor your family. The man said, Deal. So they conquered the city. This story is very similar to the story about conquering the city of Jericho. Israel sent the spies. They met Rahab, and Rahab helped the spies, and eventually Israel conquered the city of Jericho. The tribes of Joseph imitated their leader, Joshua. They tried to follow the man of God and what he has done before. But there was a slight difference between conquering Jericho and conquering Bethel. The story of the city of Jericho, we see that God is in the center. The spies met Rahab, who feared God, who knew all the miracles and wonders that God has done to Israel in Egypt. That's the reason why she wanted to help Israelites. And later on, she and her entire family became an important part of the nation of Israel. She became one of the ancestors of King David. However, in today's story, the tribe of Joseph uh, did not rely on God. It appears that they were acting in faith because it was so similar to conquest of Jericho. But as we look at the story precisely, we can see that spies met a random guy who didn't know about God, and the spies just made a deal with him without asking God. The victory that they have won achieved by trickery rather than one through God's strength, depended on a traitor rather than on God. But the tribes of Joseph won eventually. Everything was okay, right? 
No, it was not okay. Let's read verse 26. He then went to the land of the Hittites, where he built a city and called it Luz, which is its name to this day. Bethel was the place where Jacob met God, and he called Bethel, meaning the house of God in Hebrew. The tribes of Joseph uh, could have conquered it without taking any help from Canaanites. God didn't say, you go there and you will meet a guy, take his help. No, he said, just go and take it. So the tribes of Joseph compromised. They took Canaanites' help and they saved this man, although this man did not believe in God like Rahab. So what happened? This man stayed in the promised land and built the city. He and his family continued to worship idols and live a sinful life in the promised land. Though the tribes of Joseph conquered the city of Bethel, they did not completely get rid of sins of Canaanites. And they tolerated Canaanite sin. I know you and I are followers of Christ. We go to church. We read a Bible. We even do our daily devotional. That's why you are watching this. But do we really follow Christ with our whole heart? Or do we just act like Christians? We compromise with sin and with this world here and there. It's okay missing the Sunday worship. It's so, I'm so busy right now. Besides, it's COVID. I'm worshiping online. Nobody sees me. I just worship later on YouTube. God will understand. It's okay watching nudity here and there. I'm an adult. It's okay talking about other person. This is not a gossip. I don't talk about bad stuff. I'm talking about facts. It's okay playing poker online. It's just a game. I don't play with money. This sounds harmless, right? But a little compromise here and there, a little sin here and there, eventually we will all fall. Uh, there is an African proverb saying, little leopards become big leopards, and big leopards kill. James 1.15 also says, Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, uh, gives birth to death. Let's continue to read verses 27 through 29. But Manasseh, Manasseh did not drive out the people of Bethshan or Tanakh or Dor or Eblaim or Megiddo and their surrounding settlements. For the Canaanites were determined to live in that land. When Israel became strong, they pressed the Canaanites into forced labor, but never drove them out completely. Manasseh did not drive out Canaanites. They used Canaanites as forced labor. They learned from previous incidents. They thought it is smarter using Canaanites as forced labor uh, than driving them out completely. That sin was spreading rapidly amongst the people of Israel. Let's read verses 29 through 31. Nor did Ephraim drive out the Canaanites living in Gazer, but the Canaanites continued to live uh, there among them. Neither did Zebulun uh, drive out the Canaanites living in Kitron or Nahalol. So they, uh, these Canaanites lived among them, but Zebulun did subject them to forced labor. Nor did Asher drive out those living in Akko, Sidon, and Ahilab, uh, Aksib, or Helba, or Aphek, or Rehob. The tribes of Joseph 
compromise. We didn't even notice, but their small sins spread rapidly, rapidly to the entire nation of Israel. There is a saying, one rotten apple in a box is enough to infect all the rest. Yes, the small sin of the tribes of Joseph was enough to infect all the people of Israel. Our sin in one area can spread to other areas of our life. Our little sin can spread to our children and to our friends and to our nation. Each and every day, we have to fight against small sins with the Word of God. Let me finish uh, today's devotional with these two questions. What are the things that you are compromising on a daily basis? And are you fighting with that temptation or are you giving in? Let's pray. Dear God, it is so easy to make compromises here and there in our lives. Help us to stop them before it will completely destroy, destroy us. Guard us and guide us so that we can be holy like you each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world as nothing in prosa, see